This is Casey Powell with Thompson & Associates, and I am joined by Johnny Hayes. Uh, Johnny is a vice president of Thompson & Associates, been practicing law in the area of uh, charitable and estate planning for over 20 years, and just a, a great mind, a, a go-to, uh, one of the leading minds in our field, uh, going to for quotes and write, writing and editing, just, just uh, a great leader in our in our industry and so we're honored to be talking with Johnny this morning. So Johnny, thanks for joining us. Good morning and thank you, Casey. So I wanted to talk a little bit about IRD or income with respect of a decedent. And so could you briefly explain what IRD is and, and maybe just talk about some of the um, some of the planning strategies to to avoid that tax? Sure. Income in respect of the decedent is uh, income that someone, when they have passed away, it's an asset or a part of their estate that would have been taxable income had that person um, disposed of that asset while they were living. And so when they pass away, the government still wants their tax out of that particular asset. So when they passed away, it's called income in respect of the decedent. Those types of assets, for example, would be like a retirement plan, a 401k, some of us have what we call 403b plans. It would also include regular IRAs, traditional IRA plans, although it wouldn't, would not include the Roth IRA because those are not taxable income. But let me go back to some other ones. A lot of um, a lot of people over 50 have savings bonds that they bought from the government. Those contain IRD as well. And then probably the last most popular one would be commercial annuities, annuities that they buy as an investment from insurance companies. Those annuities have growth in them. And when somebody passes away, that growth is, is considered the IRD. And great. Well, you, you mentioned that if someone uses those assets while they're alive that the IRS wants their tax but then they want it after they're gone you know, as well. So, so what are some ways that, that people can uh, be planning to uh, possibly avoid some of those taxes? That's a great question, Casey. So people that do have charitable intent um, and want to do uh, something to leave a legacy, these are the best assets that those people can use to, um, to further their philanthropic goals after their lifetime. And the reason for that is when these assets, these IRD assets, are left to charitable organizations, the tax is actually eliminated because the assets are given to a tax-exempt organization. For an example, if you had a $10,000 IRA, and you leave it to your loved ones and they inherit it and cash it in, they have to pay income tax on the entire IRA. On the other hand, if this asset is left to a favorite charitable organization, the tax on that IRA is eliminated and the charity would actually receive the entire $10,000. So, the retirement plans, the IRAs, the savings bonds, and commercial annuities all are wonderful assets to use to fill, fulfill the philanthropic goals. 
Now the IRAs and the 401ks and the commercial annuities are one of the simplest ways that people can make a charitable gift because it's simply a beneficiary designation. And so what I mean by that is that the uh, person doing their planning their estate would contact the IRA custodian or administrator or the insurance company that has the commercial annuity and say, I'd like to change your beneficiary form. And so in most circumstances, let's say, for example, I had an IRA, um, I could just say, okay, I would like the primary beneficiary of my IRA to be, and on that form, I would name my favorite charity, or maybe it's two favorite charities, and I want to split it 50% to each particular charity. So it's a very easy thing to accomplish. You just mail back that beneficiary form to uh, the company that's administering your plan, and it's a very simple way, and, and uh, one of the more popular ways that people can do that. So that works for the commercial annuities and the retirement accounts. Now the savings bonds are a tad bit different. And so if somebody would like to use savings bonds as a way to make a legacy gift, and what they'll want to do is work with their attorney and actually uh, include those savings bonds is what we say as a specific bequest in the will and to name um, then the beneficiary of those savings bonds through that person's will or um, revocable living trust as a way to accomplish that. And so these can be the most tax smart ways that somebody can leave a gift after their lifetime to their favorite charities. You know, now Johnny, I love what you're saying because I, you know, we work with charities, love charities. Uh, you know, one that so charity is a great way. Leaving leaving IRD assets to charity is a great way to avoid that tax. Is there any other way? Is, is there any other options that someone has to avoid the tax on IRDs other than giving it to charity? Well, unfortunately, when those IRD assets are left to our family or our loved ones at our death, um, then our loved ones are going to have to pay those taxes. Um, so if we left our commercial annuity, named our child as the beneficiary, then the child has to pay those taxes. Uh, you know, same is true with the IRAs and the savings bonds. So, um, you know, leaving it to charity is, is the one way um, that you can eliminate those taxes. Well, that's, you know, again, that, that's, that's, that's a, a way that the government tells us. They give us that, that option. I mean, it, it, they're encouraging. It sounds like the government's encouraging giving to charities. Uh, because oh, that's yeah. the only way. Absolutely, it's it's public policy. You know, in the United States, you know, charitable organizations do a good thing, um, and giving to charity is very much supported in the tax code. Um, certainly, with IRD assets and, and you know, with lifetime giving as well. So, very much uh, supported by the tax code and public policy in the United States. The, and. Uh, when we do have to pay tax on that, I mean, it's not the end of the world if, if you leave an IRA to an individual and, and they do have to pay the, the tax on that IRD, uh, they're still getting the, the principal, so, so they're not losing all of it. Um, so I don't want to just say that, that it's, you know, it's horrible if you leave IRD to an IRD asset to somebody, but there, there is, as you mentioned, I think it's just a great point that 
if you're going to leave to charity anyway, this is the best asset to look at, um, assets that have that IRD built into it. Right. It is, it is the leading edge, the tax smartest technique, um, and, and certainly a, a top well-done estate plan. Um, is going to look at those options for the IRD assets. And so one point that I didn't mention is that, let's go back to that IRA example, if you leave that to your children, um, then the IRD tax is based on their tax bracket that year. And so that's an unknown tax. You know, in the future we don't know what the tax rates are going to be. Um, but it would be at the beneficiary's own personal income tax rate in the year that they receive that distribution. Uh, so just to clarify that, so there's an income tax there, not only a federal income tax, but if your state also has an income tax, and most states do. On top of that, Casey, if um, the person that passed away was in a federal estate tax situation, and we know right now that's well over uh, $5 million, but if they're in that category, then we're going to see federal estate taxes also consume some of those dollars. Um, and then there could even be a fourth tax if there was a state-level um, inheritance tax, uh, depending on that. So we see anywhere from you know, 60 to 80 percent of those taxes um, could possibly, um, 60 to 80 percent of those accounts could, in theory, be depleted by taxes before the beneficiary gets what's left over. Yeah. Well, so that's again the the tax smart wise tax wise smart wise <laughs> way of giving that is to charity. If you're going to leave something to charity, that, that makes a lot of sense. So. Absolutely. Well, Johnny, Johnny, thank you. It's been this has been great and uh, great examples, and I appreciate your time today.